Hey, hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome to the Get Your Bell Rung Football Podcast. He is Kevin Reynolds. I am Bobby Wall, and we are here to talk all things football and hit you with some takes that might rattle you up a bit. On tonight's show, we will dig into the week four that was and peel back the curtains for week number five. I will also try not to embarrass myself while talking about quarterbacks or squeaking somebody else's wheel. Um, but we'll see how that goes. How how you doing, Kevin? Um, I'm feeling quite jocular now. That was amusing. Um, I got I got some allergy stuff going on as we've discussed, so I might sneeze a little bit here. Also, I'm drinking this beer right here. I got the Sam Adams Fall Harvest Pack, and it's the Jacko. It's their very pumpkiny beer, but for me, it's a little too pumpkiny, buddy. How do you feel about pumpkin beers? It honestly, it depends. I'm not huge on the whole pumpkin, really anything except for pumpkin pie. Big into pumpkin pie. Oh yeah. Um, but I don't know. That's okay. What's pumpkin pie ranked for you in pies? It's got to be top five, but I don't know if it's necessary for the taste as much as it is for the fact you pretty much eat it once all year, and it's just that it has that extra little thrill to it because it's Thanksgiving. My favorite's key lime pie, and there's not really even a close second. Um, I don't mind key lime pie. You know, after that, it's probably like that strawberry, like jello type pie, the graham cracker crust that my sister used to make me. It's like a gel, not just straight gel, like a creamy okay. gel to stuff the cut off strawberries off through a graham cracker. Um, and then I love coconut cream pie, banana cream pie. I'm a man yes. who enjoys pie generally. I don't really know one particular I don't particularly care for, but pie or cake. I guess it depends on the function, but if I had to pick pie, I used to be cake, but I think pie. Pie's more filling. It's got more cakes, just fluff. No, I'm, I'm definitely a pie guy. and I'm pecan pie is my number one. Oh, that's a good love, one. Yeah. Love pecan pie. Uh, all right. Not sure how to bring us back from that, um, but I will say two weeks ago we were on here and I was 6-0. and My fantasy teams, my Eagles won. I was feeling great. I told you I would cherish that moment. It may never happen again. And this past week, I was one in five. Luckily, that one was in my, uh, the one when I got was in my league of record. So that was good. And obviously, my Eagles won again. Four no, baby. Fly, Eagles, fly. But uh, the fantasy gods giveth and the fantasy gods taketh away. And this week, there was a lot of taking away. There Lots was a, of injuries. For only for some of us. For some of us, it was nothing but give, give, give. So I went from my team falling apart because the Vikings all of a sudden couldn't do anything to going 2-0 this week and giveth again because Antonio Gibson's hardly playing anymore. And my boy Brian Robson comes back this week. And one of my arch nemeses in my league of record owns Sir Javante Williams and I, the evil Decepticons, own Melvin Gordon. So things are coming together. That's coming. I got DeAndre Hopkins coming back in three weeks. Things are turning around. Alave's tearing it up. George Pickens is dreamy with Pickett throwing to an actual quarterback who sees his talent. But I know what's going to happen. I'm going to score 38 points next week if I'm lucky, and it'll all just turn. But right now, I'm feeling good, buddy. Yeah, I mean, it, you should. It's going your way, man. It is Well, definitely- for one week. The last two weeks weren't, weren't so spectacular. Even Williams isn't coming back, and no, he's not. I I don't think Gibson's going to take a larger role. So you're Robinson, and you're uh, and you're Melvin Gordon, man. You might That's be all right. The thing he's taking a much smaller role, and Robinson's not even back. What's going to happen when Robinson does come back? Who he's going to take the hit? It's Jonathan not be Williams had five carries. What's Jonathan Williams. Jonathan Williams had five carries. Yeah, so I'm saying I so I, I I don't know why they hate him so much there, but they apparently do. All right, you ready to get in these games? Certainly. We said injuries, man, and the first one happened all the way back on Thursday when uh, the Miami Dolphins lost to the Cincinnati Bengals. Tua, they said it was a back last week. It was definitely ahead this week. Very ugly hit he took. Teddy Bridgewater came in, looked half decent. Raheem Mostert outtouched Chase Edmonds. And, uh, dude, I don't think Edmonds is even – you can keep him on your bench if you want to, but Mostert – if 17-7. to seven, as far as touches go, Mostert to Edmonds in yeah. this one. And it's two weeks in a row now. So Mostert's the guy. Tyreek Hill, he blew up again. 10 catches for 160 yards. 
Joe Burrow looked to be back to his old self. Joe Mixon is incredibly inefficient, but he still can pass game work. And we talked last week, he just needed to find the end zone to pay off for you. And he did. And then my boy T Higgins, man, he blew up. He is currently one fantasy point behind Jamar Chase in half point PPR scoring. Keep an eye on that. See, uh, see who's going to come out. I thought that Mike Williams was going to come out on top of Keenan Allen in fantasy, like do that little flip flop there with, uh, you know, Keenan Allen's been traditionally the number one receiver. I know he's outscored last year, but I didn't see T Higgins outscoring Jamar Chase. We've got a long way to go, but it's something to keep an eye on. You know, a very long way to go on that. I mean, he picks one each week, the one that he's going to pep for the most. Uh, it was nine to six for Higgins in targets. And the thing is, Higgins did all this in about a half and five plays. Because going close to halftime, he had nothing. He had like two targets, one catch, and then had that long one for a touchdown, and then he blew up in the second half. Um, Dolphins just didn't look great. Tyreek looked awesome. And he, again, just he just looks so much better than everybody else on the field when he's out there. It's pretty crazy. The thing with- they're they're smart with how they're using him. They're not sending him on all these right. deep routes and everything like we thought they were going to. They're just scheming him open, which is what good coaches do. Mike McDaniel's. Yeah, I know they took. Time. I know they took the L, but he he's really impressing me. Well, Teddy B did all right. wasn't spectacular. Uh, the Tua thing. I don't know how I feel. Totally. The fact is, the way he was slain to the ground, it didn't matter that he had the other concussion. That was going to knock him out anyway. The problem is, of course, when you get two back-to-back like that, if the first one actually was, which to anybody with eyes knows that he didn't go out because or fall over because of back spasms, obviously he had a concussion the first time. I, I don't know. I'm a firm believer. I, I'm not big on people protecting someone from themselves. It's football. If you feel all right and you want to play, you should be able to play. It's your, It's on you. I, I just, I, I don't know. I, it's a, it's such a weird a weird subject because you know football players any sport you lie all the time about being hurt because you want to play, True. and then something crappy like this happens and then all these idiots online are acting all like it ha- the way they told us like it happened because of the first one like they had nothing to do with each other it's just that they could one plus one equals eight there and could really screw up his brain a little bit but I'm God not wants sure to play that and he can passes the test let him play. I'm not sure the NFL cares as much about player safety as they do about getting sued because of player safety. Cause you got to think when all that concussion stuff started coming out, people, I mean, every player that ever put on a chin strap was suing the NFL because all oh, they didn't tell me about concussions. Yeah. They didn't yeah. do this. They didn't, they just don't want to have to deal with that again. I mean, the, everybody knows if you get a concussion, if you get rocked and you can't see straight and you can't stand up, you shouldn't be playing. It's the NFL shouldn't have to tell you not to play. But I don't know, man. It's such a slippery slope and thin ice. I always stay away from that. The thing is, is most companies, especially humans, don't really give a crap about their workers. They don't give it. They just don't. They they like it's the same thing. It's a litigious world we live in. And they just don't want to get sued or get some right. huge OSHA fines. They just they, yeah. most companies, the ownership doesn't know the names of all the players because they're not on national news. So people work hurt all the time. It's no different than football. Like you said last week, how many times you you had possible concussions and you went right back out and played because you didn't want to come off the field. Neither do these guys. And it's a, it's a one thing with Tua, who's going to have his job back. But when you're, you know, the first string, you know, strong safety who barely beat out the rookie for your to keep your job, you don't want to take take yourself out of the game. You don't want to miss two weeks because you have a little because you have a mild headache because you might never start again. Just cost yourself you know, seven, ten million dollars in your next contract. It is a slippery slope. I get it. What I think is he shouldn't have went back in the first game. But there was no right. reason for him to not play Thursday if he passed the concussion protocol during the week. I agree. This whole hindsight crap is just stupid. So what what are, what's the NFL PA gonna do in agents when they start making it that anybody that sees anything remotely like a stumble says, sorry, you can't play the rest of the game when it's your quarterback three minutes into the game. We're getting there. Well, and that's going to be a problem because now you're going to have people start thinking that people are fixing games and this and that's happening. And you cost some guy his some big bonus. You know, all all these things can happen when, when we're going to start telling people we don't think you're healthy enough to play. Sorry, deal with it. Go go watch. I don't. I'm just not big on it. I hear you. I, one thing I'm not big on are the London games simply because I'm not ready 
for football at 930 in the morning. But our London game started. The Vikings barely beat an Andy Dalton-led Saints team. And although they are 3-1, and one, your Super Bowl prediction isn't looking too strong about the uh, the Vikings making it there. Thoroughly. Oh, boy, Kirk. Our boy, I know, our boy Kirk Cousins looks very mediocre. I thought Dalvin Cook looked good at times, but uh, Alexander Madison got the touchdown. Justin Jefferson came back to life, 10 catches, 147 yards after two pretty terrible games. Adam Thielen also played well, which is nice to see. And, I, you know, Marshawn Lattimore, we talked about him last week with the whole Mike Evans thing. He does well against Mike Evans. But he did not do well against a smaller, quicker Jefferson. So you got receivers going up against the Saints each week. That's something to pay attention to. What type of receiver do you have? Is it Drake London? Lattimore might be able to shut him down. But is it somebody smaller, quicker? That might be more difficult for him to do. Um, Latavius Murray came in for the injured Mark Ingram, who was playing for the injured Alvin Kamara, and who is now headed to Denver. Uh, And, of course, he did what he always does. He gave you just enough to hold on. 11 carries, 57 yards, a touchdown, and he tricks you into thinking that you should go pick him up and play him every week, but he'll just do the bare minimum from here on out. Uh, and then you mentioned Alave. Dude, he's just, he keeps it going. Week after week, he looks good. Yeah, he had a couple couple times where he was pretty open and Red Rocket just didn't get him the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he looked he looked sharp. The game all together, I, I loved it because it was raining, so I – Obviously, with an outdoor job, I couldn't do it Sunday, so I got to sit here and actually watch football for a little bit. The rest of the day, I spent with my daughter, but I saw a little bit of that first game. Uh, J.J. looked great. Man, he was just that one slip in that last little tackle away from that really long touchdown. That would have been great. Dalvin Cook looked good, didn't score, but looked good. Uh, feeling back into it, nine targets. Kirk just yeah, needs like to get a little more pinpoint. Now, a couple of throws he missed. He was sort of getting hit as he was throwing it. Couldn't that one touchdown he missed for JJ was just couldn't finish his throw. But I, I'm not worried about them. It's four games in. I mean, they're three and one, right? They are. Yeah. So, so I mean, I can only be so so. But yes, they're not exactly rolling people right now. Right. I don't, who who'd you have? In, you had Tampa Bay in the NFC. I did. Yeah, I'd be more worried about them after this. Ooh. I'm not feeling too good about it. Yeah, neither one. But there's not a team in the NFC that's really run away with anything except the Eagles. Right. Yes. But I, I don't trust yes. them in the postseason. But they sure as heck look great right now. Uh, Yeah, man. Love it. Uh, But we'll get to their game in a little bit here. Seahawks and Lions. This was a fantasy extravaganza, buddy. Don't look now. The two quarterbacks from this game, Geno Smith and Jared Goff, are both top 10 fantasy quarterbacks. Geno's 23 for 30 for 320 yards and two touchdowns, plus 79 yards on the ground and another score. Rashad Penny averaged nine yards a carry for 157 yards, and he had two touchdowns. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett both played well. Uh, And Lockett's quietly having a pretty good season. Uh, and for the Lions, Jared Goff, whom I picked up Sunday morning to fill in for Jameis Winston and then dropped Sunday morning for Marcus Mariota, uh, he went for 378 yards and four touchdowns, was the QB one of the week. And Jamal Williams dominated as expected, 100 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, and without half of the offensive weapons, TJ Hawkinson had a career day. Eight catches, 179, two touchdowns. And Josh Reynolds also stepped up, seven for 81 and one. So if Amon Ross sits again, get Josh Reynolds out there. Yeah. The the thing with Jamal Williams is I'm starting to wonder more and more if it's Detroit or if it's DeAndre Swift that's so good. Because it seems that anytime Jamal Williams plays, he puts up pretty much the exact same numbers that Swift does. So uh, he's a good know, ball player. The big thing he just is Jamal Williams actually plays. What's that? Williams does, Williams isn't as electric, right? He does it differently. He's he's powering through people. He's yeah, giving but, stiff I mean, arms, but he's still getting the production points. Yeah, and 108 yards Correct. and two TDs is it is yeah. what it is. That but my big thing is how, regardless of how you do it, it's that he actually stays on the field and does it. Correct. So well, um, well, I don't he was hurt last year too. There. What's that? He was hurt last year too. Yeah, they battled for her for at one point last year. 
Hawkinson had his huge day, eight for 179, two TDs. It was ridiculous. Um, Penny blowing up like all this stuff happening this game, 48 to 45. And of course, various people in our once and done league just randomly picked these people and Geno Smith. Come on. Yeah, I mean, come on, really. And they the one dude had Geno Smith and TJ Hawkinson. So they yeah. just, just blew up and just ridiculous scores. I saw right now the top six offenses in the league. I believe Seattle and Detroit are two of them. Uh, Cleveland's one of them. Yeah. As far um, as yards. Yes, yards per game. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's just madness. I also saw the Lions right now are on pace to defensively to give up the most points in NFL history, but offensively on pace number two and points scored off yeah for for the whole season so historically great offense and defense or terrible defense it's what you want fantasy right the number one offense and the number 32 defense yes you can't get any better than that it's pretty crazy the boy golf's playing well i mean if they could just it's a it's a tough pill to swallow when you score 45 and lose i tell it reminds me of that chiefs rams game in mexico city a few years back it was it, it was the year that the Rams went to the Super Bowl. Uh, golf and Mahomes were down there, and it ended up like it was like oh, fifty yeah. six to fifty three or fifty two or something. That. It was just everybody that played did well. I do remember that. All right, we'll move on to the Jets at the Steelers. This was a weird game for me. The Jets were up, and then the Jets were down, and the Jets won the game, which that in and of itself is kind of odd. Zach Wilson, just like his team, was up and down, but he led a great drive at the end to seal the deal. Brees Hall looked really good. Corey Davis seems to be Wilson's go-to guy, so I know a lot. he's on a lot of waiver wires, so pick him up if you can. And you mentioned this earlier, buddy. It is Kenny Pickett time in Pittsburgh. Trubisky got the bench. Pickett ended up rushing for two touchdowns. Somehow he only had three incompletions but they were all interceptions. Yes. Um, one yeah. of them, yeah. one of them was his fault for sure. Another one I think went off his receiver's hands and then it was a like a Hail Mary at the end. So take that how you want to. Najee Harris didn't have a catch. That's frightening. Pat Fryermuth played well, but this was a George Pickens party. Six catches, 102, exactly what you personally have been looking for. Uh, and it says here that Deontay Johnson was two for 11. Oh, Sorry, that was rushing. Sorry. Um, good, because... Well, no, he had the same thing receiving. Oh, 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 he did. He had two for 11 and two for 11. Yeah, yeah. that's that's not great, my friend. That is no, not good. It's not. Uh, did, I don't... Did Claypool even play? Uh, yeah, he. I think the balls went off of his hands. Is one okay, of I thought he did. Seven. No catches. Uh, the picket thing can't be anything but good. The Steelers just aren't a good team right now. They're 0-7 lifetime without T.J. Watts. So basically, if he's not on the field, they don't have a chance of winning. Uh, but Pickett, you can't go wrong. It's going to get him some work, a good rapport with Pickens. Uh, hopefully, that picks up nicely. Uh, but, yeah, Najee just isn't – he's not looking strong, but he's not getting a whole lot of opportunities either. He's just sort of getting killed. He, it's a, like, like It looks like last year. He just – But worse. I don't think he's a great – tackle breaker generally speaking yes but it's really difficult when you're getting hit two yards in the backfield on freaking every play you, i don't care who you are unless you're barry who we've discussed before barry not you know for all the things he leads in in his lifetime he also is the all-time nfl leader and runs for a loss so think about that he was the easy all-time nf all-time leader in nfl history in runs for a loss He's also like second all time in yards per carry. Yeah. That I mean, that's yeah, they, unreal. That's how good he was. He could counter it all out. But there were times where some of his those those negative runs cost them games, but obviously not as many as he won with the ones where he'd run back and forth 37 yards behind the line of scrimmage and then bolt for an 80 yard touchdown. As far as the Jets, man, they look good. Zach Wilson caught a touchdown. I know. Uh really I mean, special. It's a talented team. They just again they, they can't really play defense. I mean they won this game, but one more it's almost year. like defense is just going by the wayside in the league. 
Next year, next year they might be this year's Jacksonville. Would you buy that? Could be, but of course we're already four games in. Jacksonville might not win another one. I we both think they will, but I don't know, dude. This is it's pretty crazy. Well, the, well, so the Jets are two and two, also, aren't they? Yes. Yeah, they're two and two, and that's what Jacksonville is, right? Brees Hall had well, a nice that's game. So, so you said me the Jets are this year's Jacksonville. I'm saying yeah, right now they're pretty much the same. <laughs> Yeah, that's you fair. never know. Nobody wants to play them, right? It's not the like Jets? they're not pushovers the, anymore. The Jets, or sorry, the Jets or the or the Jags or the, the Lions, Jets. nobody wants to play them anymore. Where you should just be an automatic win, unless you were the Colts. You just didn't, you know, you didn't. It was simple. Just roll in there, yeah. do your thing, get the W, go home. It's not the case anymore. Well, that's correct. Um, I think the team that has taken over the crown there is well, one of these next one, the Chicago bears at the New York giants. In my notes, I wrote the bears were at the game on to the giants. Yes. And and it's crazy because the giants were down to Saquon Barkley as their quarterback because they lost Daniel Jones and Tyrod Taylor. Jones had 71 total pass yards. He had 68 rushing yards and two rushing touchdowns. He the did. bears refused to account for Daniel Jones bootlegs. Just pretended like he wasn't even on the field. I don't understand. Barkley was a man, 31 rushes, 146 yards. Yeah. Uh, and, and the so leading that was out, So that was out of the wildcat because he had no choice. Because when he was, he wasn't throwing, he was just running the wildcat for a little bit. The leading receiver for the Giants was Daniel Bellinger, a rookie tight end. He had three catches for 23 yards. Yeah. Somehow the Giants are 3-1. I hate it. I mean, they but, only gave up 12 points. That's part of it. You know, they didn't, the defense had nothing to do with it. The Bears are so they bad. They are horrible. But Mooney had his first decent game, four for 94. Cleo Herbert actually played well. They just couldn't keep drives going and find a way to score. Mooney had like a 50 yard bomb he caught. Yeah. Um, which helped jumpstart. You know, he had five targets. Yeah. He led the team with only five targets. Justin Fields is just awful. And I still can't understand the same life with how he's starting. He is he's awful. He's even worse than we thought he was going to be. Yes, he he's just you have. I, I mean, I just can't imagine what the guys in the locker were thinking. Like knowing every week we're going out with this guy, we don't have a chance. I mean, is is that an awful feeling in any sport you play, knowing that the person who has the most bearing on your chances of winning just sucks, and it's not going to happen. No matter what you do, you're going to lose. It's well, they but they won week one. They, they did they over the, the Niners. Niners. In the freaking slot bowl. Monsoon, yeah. Niners can so shut weird. down the Rams, but they can't shut down the Bears. It's week football, one. I always, week one always just gets thrown to the wind. Yeah, Who NFL's cares wild. about it? All right. Uh, the Titans were at the Colts. Derrick Henry has awoken, my friend. After a slow start, he got another 147 total yards this week and a touchdown, and they're continuing to use him in the pass game. Outside of him, Tennessee didn't really do anything, and he had at least one terrible drop. I mean, terrible drop. Hit him right in the chest, right it in the really hands. It really did. It was rough. But it's all right, man. Just keep doing it. Just keep getting the ball. Good things happen when you give Derrick Henry the ball. Matt Ryan is the only quarterback I can remember that can throw for 356 yards, two touchdowns, and still look terrible. Yeah. I mean, Absolutely terrible. JT, he stunk up the joint again. And unless you know which t- tight end of the four that Indy is going to throw to that game, mm-hmm. there's no pass catcher worth hap- uh, having outside of Michael Pittman, who also stunk the place up. Three catches on six targets, 31 yards. Mo Alley Cox was the star, but again, said you don't know which one it'll be each week that they're going to throw Island Granson. I went back and rewatched a little bit of this game because they were talking. I was listening to Sirius just about how awful. Matt Ryan looks. So I went back in and just looked a little bit. And it's like he just doesn't. He looks done. He looks like he's trying. I'm not saying he doesn't look like he's trying, but he looks done. He, he just everything he's doing just looks like sixty percent of what it used to be, and it just doesn't cut it in the NFL. And you still take him over Justin Fields? Well, yeah, at least he can throw the ball. I know. I mean, he had 356 and two TDs. It just wasn't pretty. It wasn't ugly. It could have been oh, so nice. much more. And the big thing is he can't make the big throws anymore when they really need them. When he has that third and 14, when he has the right. third and even like eight, 
used to be you didn't care as Matt Ryan. They, we have a chance. I don't think anymore. If it's anything more than third, three, third and four, they're not going to get it. It's so weird that they have had the same. They've had three different quarterbacks in three years, and they're all the same. Who was Phillip it? Rivers. Was it Nine Hines that said in the interview the other day? They were talking about the Colts. They they asked him about the um, this ineptitude right now of their offense, and even though it wasn't terrible, but he said, "What do you want us to? We we have a different quarterback every year." So since I've been here, we've had four or five different quarterbacks every year. It's a new guy, so we never right. get any rapport. We never get to get anything going. As soon as we start to get used to somebody and it works a little, they ship them out of town, and we have to start over again. So what do you want from us? What's five in a row, right? It's Luck, Brissett, Rivers, Wentz, Ryan. Yeah. Right? And then maybe another guy here that had to start a game just because people were hurt or something. But, yes, I mean, he's right. It's like all these teams with coaches. You give him two years to turn a 1-15 team around, 1-16 now. If he doesn't win the Super Bowl in two years, you fire him. Just It's that this whole what have you done for me lately thing. Just It doesn't work in a sport like football. You're right. Moving on, next one, Chargers at the Texans. Who 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 are the Chargers? I'm not sure. Sometimes they look great. Other times they look awful. LA, they won by 10. I get it. But Houston was in this game. They weren't, they weren't out of it. Herbert was good. Uh, more importantly, Austin Eckler finally showed up. He had over 100 total yards and not one, not two, but three touchdowns yeah. on the game. Big Mike we, Williams we also. It. We called it. Uh, he yeah. was one of my plays of the week. I told you this was the yeah. week he was. Yeah, he's gonna hopefully if he didn't turn it around, then ugh, ugly season. Yeah, and Big Mike Williams, he did it. Seven catches, 120 yards. Only thing he was missing was a touchdown. But with that stat line, you didn't really need it. Jared Everett balling out again, five for 61, and he did get a touchdown on a pretty sick end zone grab. It was nice. Damian Pierce, the rookie, stepped back into the limelight, 131 yards and a touchdown, averaging over nine yards a carry. Uh, but as always, outside of Brandon Cooks, who scored? You can't trust anyone in the Texans passing game. Yeah, Nico Collins had 82, but I think about 50 of it were on one play. And and what's he going to do next week? One right. for 13? Yeah, this, this was one of those games that the, the Chargers won 34-24. It just didn't look good. Right. right. Um, that if they were playing a competent team, that they may well have lost. Yep. Herbert doesn't look right. He just I'm not saying he isn't playing well. He just doesn't look right with the whole rib thing. I don't know. This, this is another one of those teams. This is was your this is your Gary. Super Bowl pick, isn't it? To win it? Yeah. No, you had them losing in the, the uh, championship game, right? The Bucks, right? Yeah. If I remember correctly. Um but yeah, they their defense hasn't looked strong. I don't I don't know what's going on here. Some of these teams it, it is early and a lot of them hit their stride later in the season, but some of these teams we thought would be beasts are just they are not showing it. Yeah, but you said you said several times last week, like this is now, this is it, this is the time when we're really starting to get some data, really starting to see yeah. some trends, yeah. and some of these trends aren't looking great. No, they are not. Uh, especially with these next two teams, the Browns at the Falcons. Uh, not they're not fun to watch. N- nope. Neither one of the now Nick Chubb is. I was going to say unless He's Nick Chubb has the ball, then yep. you're you're fine. That's you're it. happy yep. for four seconds, but. <laughs> That's right. Uh, he is now fantasy RB2 behind Saquon Barkley. David Njoku had another nice performance. Uh, he led the Browns five uh, catches, 73 yards. Poor Amari Cooper, one catch, nine yards, didn't even get double-digit yards. Marcus Mariota is terrible. He's okay for fantasy because he'll get you some rushing yards, but not today. Or no. not this week. Two point nine so points. <laughs> this was the this was the time I went with him over golf. And the worst part about it, e- well, even worse, is that I thought, you know what? I got Mariota. Let's stack him with Drake London. I got him on the bench. Drake London's been doing great stuff. Two for seventeen. Kyle Pitts was one for twenty-five. Mariota had seven completions for the game. And Cordero Patterson, I don't know what's going on with him. He had nine carries, he's maybe. He, luckily, luckily, he scored. Right now, he's on IR for the next four weeks. Caleb Huntley, somebody from the practice squad that no one's heard of, 10 carries and a touchdown. Yeah. Tyler Algier went 10 for 84. It's so irritating. And now, who, who do you pick up? Algier's probably on a team, but do you pick up Caleb Huntley? And if you do, how much fab are you spending on him? 
I, I don't know. I, I don't know that I'd want to really pick up either one and deal with that mess. It's less than I, I would imagine it's me. Algier. Uh, I think he probably knows more of the offense and what they're doing. Algier's the guy, but he's probably on a team already. Yeah. Yeah, I, well, most likely, yeah. Um, my, my big disappointment for me was Drake London, who I played in once and done. I really thought he was primed for a big game. Me and too. he did nothing. Two catches on seven targets. And most of the tar- most, at least four of those weren't even catchable. How do you do that when he, he what is he, 6'4? Just because Marcus, a mile. you said it yourself because Marcus Mariota's throwing to him. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing with Cooper. He had four targets. Only, I think of those, the, the only one that was catchable was the one he got for nine yards. For I'm going to set my lineups. Too. I'm setting my lineup Saturday and I'm not touching them on Sunday, no matter what. I said that last week because we yeah. always outthink ourselves and screw ourselves over. They're talking about on Sirius today that. One gal that's on there in the afternoon, she was talking about her team last week. Like, we all overthink it. We put a lineup in Saturday. By Sunday morning, we read 8 million other things. We outthink ourselves, outsmart ourselves, and cost ourselves 60 points. Lindsay Rhodes. Yeah. It happens all the time. Good. I like her. All right. Um, Washington at Dallas. Carson Wentz is back, baby. Two weeks in a row, he has been horrendous. He's like Kirk Cousins. If if you pressure him at all, he is done. I mentioned earlier this. We yeah. talked about that running game. Gibson's not playing hardly at all. Jonathan Williams got five carries. It's stay away from this if you can. Jahan Dotson scored again. He looks great. Got hurt, so we'll see how long yeah, now he's, he's out hurt. for. I know. Terry McLaurin. And, and it's one of these horrible week-to-week things, too. He's not just out. They've already said, actually, he might be out one week. He might be out four. I know. Who knows? Terry McLaurin is the third highest scoring fantasy wide receiver. Not in the NFL. Not in the NFC. Not even in the NFC East. He's a third highest scoring fantasy wide receiver on his own team. Yeah. Come on. Scary Terry is scary. But if you watch it, I don't think it's so much him. He's getting doubled and tripled every freaking play. And these other guys get it. And no, when he's, he's good, ever since when's ever since his grandmother died there a couple weeks ago, he's just been a mess, a total Are mess. You serious? Are you really? <laughs> what? That's what it is. You you think? <laughs> Poor guy's grandma died. You think that's it? I do think it's it. It was all over the news. They had a big funeral for people. Flowers. I mean, the the his father's the new king. It was a big deal. I was upset when she died. You could imagine that he was upset. They wouldn't even let him wear his military honors at the funeral. So Markle's ruined it all. You got me. You got me because I thought Carson West was real grandpa died. <laughs> and you're talking about Prince Harry again. <laughs> you are the worst. <laughs> you. <laughs> Oh, you had me. I thought you were just being dark and disturbing. No, nope. At first, I wasn't sure if you were reading it or not because you smiled. But then I started figuring out very quickly, like, he really thinks I'm talking about Carson Wentz. Sure did. Sure did. Oh, Nonetheless, man. there is an uncanny correlation between these things happening. Anyway, on a more positive note, Cooper Rush, who's been in for Dak Prescott, isn't terrible. And I hate that the Cowboys are three and one. I was banking on them going maybe uh, Dak being out for like six weeks and then winning maybe one of those games, but that's not happening. Uh, outside of CeeDee Lamb, who went six for 97 in a touchdown, there wasn't much going for Dallas, uh, but it was nice to see Michael Gallup come back from injury and score. Yeah, this was a, just an ugly game altogether. I'm really tired of all the powers that be, the pundits, the experts, talking about Cooper Rush is the next Romo, the next Dak. Like, are you for real? Watching him play. It's almost like he's doing well by accident. He looks like a deer in the freaking headlights. It looks like you just chucked one of us out there and threw a helmet on us. He does not look like he fits the role. He looks like he'll be a good, solid backup most of his career, and that's about it. Well, you know what he does? He peppers his best receiver with targets. Well, he's smart he just, there. That's what I'm saying. That, that works. And that as puts long him as ahead of the curve. Start triple covering him every week. Right. But, yeah, um, I, the I, next... ugly, ugly game. Well, one game that was ugly because of weather, but was beautiful for everything else were the was the Jaguars at the Eagles. Trevor Lawrence looked pretty good this season until his four turnovers against uh Philly. Five. No one outside of 
uh, I thought, did he have five? I he thought had he had one three. pick and four lost fumbles. Oh, never mind. Five turnovers. I yeah. thought he got one of those back. Um, Jamal Agnew did well for the Jaguars, scoring twice, but obviously you're not playing him. Everyone on Philly was fine except for Devonta Smith. Miles, uh, um, Jalen Hurts, he was okay, 17 or 18 fantasy points. is by far his worst game of the year, but you're okay with that. Uh, Miles Sanders absolutely blew up, and it's it's almost like we said he that would happen yeah. if you yeah. gave him enough carries. And there we go. He got it. A.J. Brown, Dallas Goddard, both fine, all good. Um, the one thing I liked about this game is uh, it really made me like Nick Sirianni more. Last year we talked you know, previously that he tried throwing the ball. It wasn't working. Scrapped everything and just started to run the ball every play, and Philly ran into the playoffs. Great. This year, we're back to passing all the time. Guess what? Wasn't working this game. And he switched his game plan mid, like second quarter. I was like, well, screw it. We're just going to hand the ball off to Miles Sanders every time. And bang, went from 14 down and on a, went on a 20-point run and won the game. Can, I we, mean, that's, re, can we revisit something him. from last year? I Sirianni was higher. We talked about this. And I told you, I thought – I think you need to give this guy a shot. I think that something good could happen here. You were really down. But then as the season went around, you used your thinking cap and realized, you know what? There's something to this guy. And you're right. The Ravens would be 4-0 and have outscored their opponents 165-7 to right now if he was their head coach. Your boys would be 1-3 getting who God knows what happened if Harbaugh went there. Please, Miss Yachty, in this offseason, make the, the Eagles an offer they can't refuse. Bring this man in and get rid of Harbaugh. I, they said there's going to be a big announcement this week. We're not even to the Ravens game yet, but I was so hoping it was that either uh, Greg Roman, Harbaugh, or both were gone. But I, it was not meant to be. So thank your lucky stars they brought him in. And as a modern, pragmatic coach who is building his team, his his philosophy around his players – Instead of his freaking ego. Yes, taking the ego out. That's no, it doesn't happen anymore. Look at Sean no. McVay. No, it's it's all about ego anymore. They'd rather lose their way than win the way that anybody with a brain can see they could win. Kudos to him. The dude right now, easily coach of the year. Uh Roseman, GM of the year. It's not even a close for either one of them. And it's not just because they're four and it's the way they're doing it. It's because it's not just the offense, their defense looks great too. It's everywhere. Um, back to Devontae Smith, though. When your running back is the primary or your quarterback's the primary focus of your team, there's just too many mouths to feed then. It's not Somebody's like Mahomes where he's throwing week. it to everybody. He's run – half the plays just run straight through him. So, man, every week there's going to be somebody who's just not going to do much. Right, and there's nothing you do about that. No, because they there's might there's score no way 40 points a week. There's still going to be somebody left out. Whether it's him, Brown, Goddard, Sanders, somebody has to because Hertz is going to get his every week. Sure. Uh, and you already brought it up, so we might as well go to the Bills at the Ravens. Josh Allen, he wasn't much through the air, but he did rush for 70 yards and a score. And Lamar Jackson is the most electric quarterback with the ball in his hands. No question. Kyler Murray's okay. Jalen Hurts is good. But is there anybody else in the league that you'd rather have with the ball in their hands when you only need a yard or two? Nope. I mean, his Allen's a beast. He's big, he's strong, and his shiftiness is underrated. He put a couple moves oh, yeah. on some guys, he's and it a, was just – yeah. He, did, he does exactly what he needs. It's awesome. Yeah, he's not like old school Big Ben where he's just big and we just bowl a few people over, make one little mini cut and go. The dude can run. And, guys, you see guys, he, they don't want to step in front of it, too. It's like a freaking train coming at them. That's a big boy. And then you'll see him run by a safety. He's like, he's not exactly slow. He's got it all. But Jackson, he he might be the most dynamic runner in the freaking league. And he's a quarterback. And he he didn't play a bad game. They just went super concerned. They were up 20-3. I look at Alzheimer and said, Rams are going to lose. There's no way. Because they ran the next series. It was a quick three. Now I'm like, Rams are going to end up losing this game. Because Greg Roman sucks. I, I dream that he could ever somehow see this or somebody from the Rams could tell him how much he sucks. You literally, Greg Roman, just suck. And just please disappear. Nobody wants you there. Just freaking leave. If Harbaugh won't fire you, just leave anyway because you suck. Go to another team and ruin them. Or just better yet, just retire from football because you suck. 
and oh, Grant. Man, I yeah, I, I love how um how much you hide your true feelings. They, he gets You're so shy. Get, it's hard to get you out of your shell sometimes. Those two get me so fired up. And then this bull crap of going for on that fourth down. Okay, I I, I can buy it to a point. Although burnt you twice last year. Let's do it again. So instead of running an intelligent play, let's put uh, L Jacks on a 38-step drop, take him back to the 35, and chuck it up into the corner of the end zone from 45 yards away instead of from two yards away. Oh, man. I mean, what I am I missing you, there? What, what am I uh, missing there? Nothing. But it's He literally threw that ball from almost the 30. Old. Yeah, the play calling hasn't been good for years. Just uh, very frustrating, and and they can't do anything on defense. Again, big play after big play. That's just it's going to be another long season, just thrown away because we have awful, awful coaching. At least J.K. Dobbins looked pretty good in did. extended work. Um, make sure you get out there and see if Isaiah McKenzie is on your waiver wire. If he is, pick him up because he's a slot guy now. Jameson Crowder's hurt, broke his ankle, I believe. Yeah, he's done. He's and Gabe Davis, season. eight catches on the year. I know he missed a game. Eight catches. I I tried to tell you. I tried to tell the folks. Everyone was up on him. He he's a high end wide receiver too. He's not. Yeah, I didn't. Just not. I didn't. I I was with, I was with you. I yeah, wasn't high I on him. We, I remember we got on on Whitey on the show about like really why that much? You've been waiting to spend that much forty bucks on Gabe Davis oh, because he had a good. decent preseason. Okay. Whatever. Well, Yep, let's uh, let's go to the Cardinals and the Panthers. Kyler Murray, he's another quarterback that you just shouldn't watch the game. Just just take the points because if you watch him play, you got to think, man, he's what QB fifteen, QB twenty. He's QB six on the year. Yeah, I could like I honestly couldn't believe that when I saw it. Hollywood Brown's been fairly consistently putting it together, um, decent weeks every week. About it's tough to go against him, but they play Philly this week, and that makes me a little nervous to put Hollywood out there because if he's going up against Slay. Or James Bradbury, honestly, they're shutting folks down. Um, Zach Ertz is ex exactly who we thought he was. He's getting it done, and he gets what five to eight catches a week for anywhere from fifty to sixty yards. Yep. I mean, it's just and every now and then you sprinkle in a touchdown. He's so just steady, that's yeah. great. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey finally used in the passing game. He had nine catches for eighty-nine yards and made an awesome touchdown grab. Uh, Hopefully they see this and they're like, oh, that's right. This is what this guy can do. And poor DJ Moore, six catches, 61 total yards, and that was his best game of the year. I think part watching some of it, and when you look at the overall stats from the game, it makes you wonder if the Cardinals didn't just straight up say, look, we're not going to let McCaffrey beat us. We're going to stack the box. We're going to shut him down, and we're going to make Mayfield beat us. And guess what? He can't beat anybody anymore. And that's basically what happened. They had 13 rushes the entire game for a yep. grand total of 40 yards. Can't win in the NFL like that. You just can't. Hell, L. Jacks or Hurts in any given week, even Murray might have a 40-yard run by themselves. Uh, right. It's just bad. So McCaffrey did get a little, lot of dump-offs, had that nice touchdown. But I, I think the cards played this played this right. Just don't let them beat us on the run. Make make. Mayfield beat us through anybody and not going to happen. Good choice. Poor DJ Moore. I know. I know. We'll see. It's, it's tough, man. He's almost droppable. Almost. Not yet, but almost. No, I, you can't. You can't do that. But, man, he, he how about this? Unstartable. He, oh, you can't. To, to call him, him droppable, I think that we might be pushing it a little there. Sure. Um especially if maybe if Darnold comes back and there's a change, but, but definitely I, I couldn't, I can't get, couldn't get on anybody for not starting him in any given week. Yeah. If I, if I'm rolling out, if Isaiah McKenzie is good to go and plays this weekend, I'd rather play Isaiah McKenzie over DJ Moore. Yeah, you might be right. Yeah. But who's Buffalo got? Buffalo's got the Steelers this week. Yeah. And they, TJ Wattless Steelers. So they're going to have, right. Allen's going to just sit back there and just do whatever. And he the wants. Jets put up 20 some points on them, right? Yeah. 24 Broncos at the Raiders Russell Wilson finally didn't look terrible uh we got to pour one out for Javante Williams though torn ACL and I think PCL 
it's not good. He, he, the, he's going to get the J.K. Dobbins treatment probably where it's going to take him longer to get back. We'll see. But now what? We got Melvin Gordon. Are you picking up Mike Boone? You're picking up Latavius Murray? Uh, I Again, I don't want to spend a bunch of money, a bunch of my fab on these guys because you don't know who it is. And even if you guess right, it's still a committee, and they're, none of them are incredibly talented. Uh, someone who is, though, is Cortland Sutton. He is the man. We told you so. Jerry, du- Jerry Judy was fine. He found the end zone. Josh Jacobs dominated for the Raiders. 28 carries, 144 yeah. yards. They both were career either best. career highs or yeah. close, right? Two touchdowns. And we were all wrong. Every human being was wrong in thinking that Josh McDaniels was going to do the whole Bellatrix thing with the running backs because he's not. But he was wrong, too, because he said it straight up in the preseason. Know, That's what he was going to do. I know. <laughs> I know. So one just us, he himself, Josh McDaniel, was wrong. Josh Jacobs is RB7 right now, RB7 on the year. Uh, Devontae Adams is good. He had over 100 yards. And Dalen Waller uh, disappointed again. Darren Waller is tight end 12 right now. You know, he had five targets. He's not getting targeted. Carr now just runs the whole offense through uh, Adams. Yep. Uh, we were worried about that. Should be. They're one and three. It hasn't been working out real well. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, that's what we were worried about with him and Renfro as well. Who was going to get the targets what week? We mentioned that. Yeah. Apparently, it's yeah. Devontae Adams every week, but it's not successful in real football. These were the one of the later games. So I watched. I got to see like the second half of this. Russ just still just he didn't look like Russ. He just still he didn't look terrible. He didn't look terrible. Yeah, but he didn't look good either. I I'm right. just confused by that whole thing. It was one of those games that was high scoring, but it just wasn't exciting. It was just sort of like sloppy, ugly football. And to be honest, when you look at the fantasy points, you wonder how so many points were scored in the game. But oh, they were. Yeah, they could, you're right. It wasn't a big fantasy game for sure. No, the Raiders Unless had 32 points, Jacobs. but they only had two offensive touchdowns. That's hard to do. It's very hard to do. That's what I'm saying. It was just a, a weird game. But uh, I think what everybody in the league now has a win, and the Eagles are the only team undefeated. Correct. The New England Patriots at the Green Bay Packers. Bailey Zappi's the new quarterback in yeah. New England, if you didn't hear, because everybody else is hurt. Did you see his throws? I did not see any of this game. Okay. So you need to go back and watch some of it because Bailey Zappi was throwing like these Russell Wilson moon balls, but they're only like 17 yards downfield. <laughs> <laughs> it was so weird. And, but somehow his receivers were catching them. Like the defenders weren't trying. I don't know what it was. But uh, since you didn't, I was going to ask you if you think it's Ramondre Stevenson time, uh, if it's, it's his time to shine. Because he's looked good two weeks in a row. I mean, like, look good to the eye good. Uh, but yeah. if you didn't see it. Um, I didn't, but I, Harris, I hope put up, Harris put up better numbers than he did. Correct. I'm talking about the eye test because they they both put up decent numbers. But uh, Ramondre really looks explosive. I like gotcha. it. Yeah, I didn't Hunter see Henry, if you wanted another I told you so, uh, folks out there, Hunter Henry, those of us who drafted him, was crazy how many people were drafting him. Tight end 53. Tight end 53 on the season. Aaron Rodgers was, eh, he's QB 21 on the year. You're benching him, right? I'm benching him for Trevor yeah, Lawrence. In a lot of leagues, unless you've really got really something cruddy behind him. Okay, who are you playing? Jared Goff or Aaron Rodgers? Oh, Goff, you have to. Goff had more points okay. last week than Rodgers almost had on the whole year. I already said I'll play Trevor Lawrence. Would you play Lawrence over Rodgers? Oh, yeah. I mean, that that I mean, last week was an anomaly. He's not going to have five turnovers. Right. Again. Uh, yeah, certainly yeah. not four lost fumbles. Yeah, uh, Alan Lazard six for one sixteen. He's the go-to guy on third down. So um, Rogers is loving on him. Romeo Dobbs did it again, five for forty-seven. But he scored, and they're they're designing plays for him. Yeah, like they are running plays. He is getting the ball no matter what. That's important. almost had a second. Aaron Aaron Jones looks so good. AJ Dillon gets more carries. He runs more pass routes. It doesn't matter because Aaron Jones is just better. Period. <clears throat> End of story. And I hate it because I have so many shares of AJ Dillon. I love it. Oh no, I love the AJ Dillon. You you hate that AJ Dillon gets a lot of play, but you I hate have him. Aaron Jones. I hate that Aaron Jones is so good because AJ all AJ Dillon's touches aren't converting to fantasy points. Gotcha. Right on the he. He almost has to have a score. He does. Yeah. Uh, he seven to nine Jones didn't have a great points. deal. He only had 13 points. Played a good game, but fantasy-wise, only had 13. 
because our boy Christian Watson had the lone rushing touchdown. Right. But if Aaron Jones, my gosh, that that good. dude is explosive. His contract's two years, but it's really a series of one. Actually, it's a four-year, but it's a series of really a two-year contract, but a series of two one-year contracts. So my hope is that he leaves after this season. We'll see. That would I be still have Dylan for another year. All right. Chiefs at Bucks. Patrick Mahomes was toying with one of the best defenses in football. And it was very impressive to watch. CEH finally looked good on the ground. He's been doing it through the air. He scored twice. Isaiah Pacheco scored two. So is he a thing now? I feel like all these fantasy pundits out there, they preach these rookie running backs and these young guys, Isaiah Pacheco, get him, get him, get him. And he doesn't do anything. He doesn't he's he has one decent game and now it's oh, you got to get Pacheco. Yeah. You got like Jarek McKinnon's not even alive anymore. What happened to the three previous games when people were talking about, well, maybe it's McKinnon over CEH. So I don't know. It's just a, a little annoying for me. Pump the brakes here a little bit. You, on, on you Pacheco. mentioned the Pacheco score, but I don't think he did. Oh, I'm sorry. He did not score, but he looked good. Like yeah, he, he had, had 11 what, for 60, 63. Yeah, he did. He did yeah. look really strong. Um, I just didn't yeah. want to lead people to believe that he scored sure, if he didn't, because I don't want people getting angry yeah. at us for giving that's, him false stats. That, that's my fault for the wording there. He Travis almost Kelsey's, had a. I. It seems like did he have like a touchdown call back or something like a catch or something? Something happened maybe. with him in the end zone, but it ended up not, not mattering. Uh, Travis Kelsey still beast and Brady finally looked good. He got his favorite weapon back. Uh, Brady was QB four on the week. And on that note, please welcome back. Mike Evans, eight for one Oh three and two touchdowns. Leonard Fournette, only three carries because the bucks only ran the ball six total times. Uh, and here, here's the, here's the pundits, right? Are we worried about Leonard Fournette because Rashad white got eight touches to, to Leonard's 10. Are we worried about it? I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not I have, have White on your team, but I'm not too Part worried about it. Part of it was it. game script because they were down three touchdowns right. virtually the entire exactly. game. This game wasn't nearly as close as the final score indicated. Yeah, and like I said, oh yeah, like I said earlier, Patrick Mahomes was toying with these cats, and Chris Godwin's good, good to see him back. He didn't look terribly great out there, but seven for fifty-seven, you'll take that. Yeah, they looked they looked good overall. I think uh, even though they lost, they could take some positives out of that. They're in a really weak division, so they should still win their division. But again, this is one of those teams we thought would dominate, be probably be 4-0 at this point, and they just aren't. Two you know, and two, crazy. and defense looked horrible this week. Offense looked horrible other weeks. They just got to get it all together. And The Chiefs might be in a weak division. Yeah, they're, teams aren't, they're certainly not doing as well as we thought they were going to. Ooh, not even close. All right, last game How of the do week. you beat all the teams they were beating, but then they lose to the Colts? who lose to everyone. The NFL is just such an odd, odd bird. It is very strange, for sure. Last game, Monday Night Football, the Rams at the 49ers. Matt, it's it's over with. We're done. Matt Stafford's awful. I understand it's not 100% his fault because he has no time to throw. None. Zero. But, but if he's so good and McVay is so good, why can't we figure this out? Why can't we do some schemes, Keep keep get some extra tight ends on the field for blocking, Keep the running backs from running routes. Do whatever you got to do to give Stafford some time. He's got four touchdowns on the year, six interceptions. He's got zero touchdowns in two weeks. Oh, he threw. I'll tell he, you what. I go wait, ahead. Go ahead. Wait. Matt Stafford has more touchdowns thrown to opposing teams than he does his own in the last two weeks. Yeah, he's been awful. So what I do if I was Sean McVay, I would call up uh, Whitworth and say, "Name your price." We'll have the plane sent tonight. Yes, we'll play in the plane tonight. Name your price. Because something, even even though he's 40 years old, and hell, last year he was still like second team pro ball or all pro. Um, why not? Man, bring him back. At least it, you have a guy out there with a brain. They're just falling camp. one over another. I mean, they're on to like third and fourth stream guys now. It's bad. It's bad. Cooper Cup and Tyler Higby are the only guys to have on the whole this team. I don't want Cooper Cup. He's on pace for 179 catches. Yeah, and over 200 targets. Yes. He's got no one else to throw to. That if, guy, if, that poor dude, man, he looked just beat by the end of that game because he's he's their whole offense. You know who's not? Allen Robinson. He is wide receiver 72. Were you big on him or not big on him? I don't remember. No, no sir. No, sir. 
I I try to tell the people, no, stay yeah. away. Because remember, he burned me last year, and I watched him play last year, and I was like, yeah, some of it has to do with this offense, but some of it is him. It has to because Bobby Woods and OBJ both put up great numbers last year. Yeah. With Cooper Cup yeah. taking all you know everything away, all all the attention, they both put up really solid, better than solid numbers. This guy can't do anything. Uh, Jeff Wilson looked good. I didn't realize he was as fast as he, he is. Can, he he must run. have really been battling injuries last year because he did not look like this. Dude, that's just Shanahan's thing. Just he just doesn't care Wilson. if you're any good. He just if as long as you're fast, he wants you. George Kittle disappointed two weeks in a row, but my boy. My favorite player in the NFL, Debo Samuel. Yeah. Six for 115 in a touchdown. Could have been more. But how terrible did he make Jalen Ramsey look? I loved it. That little sissy uh, just sat there, uh, like sort of turned his head and just sort of stuck his arms out and barely got a hold of his leg. He looked like a damn fool, like a total wimp. He ran right through Ramsey. Just oh, that's great. But that whole play in general, play of the year, it was just sick to watch. I'm watching him like, he's going to freaking score. Like, are any of you going to tackle him? Like, nobody. But another big thing that the Niners do, and Aikman mentioned it, you see everybody's out in front. The 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 receivers keep blocking, tight end. Everybody. Keep, everybody's moving yep. down the field. Because I don't know if he did. He might not have got in, but Ayuk had that last block. He threw that backer on his butt. Starts down the field. Crushed him. Crushed him into the end zone. Yeah. So, so um, it's, it's, it's him. It's him. We're going to give him 95% of the credit, but that whole Shanahan thing that he yes. preaches. And that's like Kittle says, dude, I'm as happy making my huge blocks as I am catching the touchdown. Cause I know it means so other the, people are doing well. Last thing before we move on to our week five predictions here. Uh, I got a text from friend of the show, Alberto Licho. Uh, there was a, they interviewed Debo after the game about Ramsey trying to tackle him. And the quote is Debo saying, yeah, I don't know what he was doing out there. I just went right by him. He was just like backpedaling, and I was like, what's going on? So I'm saying he just sort of stood there with his legs spread, put his head to the side, and put his arms out like this, like he was trying to give his leg a hug. Debo was like too tired to even try to break the tackle. He just yeah. kind of dipped his shoulder and was yeah. good. It was ridiculous. The dude is, again, the most overrated player in the league. And that other one they have, I the rookie, I forget his name, that dude could have – could get scored on seven plays in a row, but if he tips the eighth pass, he'll get out there hooping and hollering, screaming, staring at the sideline, celebrating as though he's the greatest in the league. So I guess Ramsey's running off on him, rubbing off on him. Oh, okay. Good, good for them. Good for them. If you say right. anybody. Looking on into week five at the quarterback position. Um, I don't feel real strongly about it, so probably not the best way to start this segment. Uh, but but Derek Carr has a good matchup against the Chiefs in what should be a high-scoring affair. And the Chiefs give up over 21 fantasy points per game to QBs. So, Derek Carr, let's do it. But if yeah. you're really brave, if yeah. you're really brave, how about Zach Wilson against the Dolphins? They give up the second-most points to quarterbacks. He's got a week under his belt. I'm not that brave, but you might be. Silence has fallen on the crowd. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Are we talking like a league where there's like 33 teams and the 33rd doesn't have somebody this week, so they should pick up Zach Wilson? <laughs> How about a once and done? <laughs> once I and done? Mean, jump, oh, I'm, I'm certainly not going to do it. Jump it's out just there. a nice uh, matchup. That just, that just blew my mind a little bit, but, you know, it is what it is. I actually picked uh, Trev Lawrence against the Texans, another awful pass defense in what should be a comeback game, and they're at home. Uh, yeah, I, I really think he should have a decent game. I like them. all of that. Um, I, I chose for my running back James Robinson slash Travis Etienne because no one allows more points to running backs than the Lions. Etienne has not been good, but if he's going to be good, this is his spot. So throw him in your Wait. flex. Wait, what? James Robinson and ETN. Oh, I said the Lions, didn't I? Sorry. Yeah. Texans. Yeah. My apologies. I got confused there for a second. Me too. Um, I picked, uh, I actually picked Josh Jacobs for the same reason as you. I think it could be a high scoring game. They're going to keep running that hot hand. 
And the best way to keep Patrick Mahomes off the field and then from scoring is just a four-yard gain here, five-yard gain there, and keep him off the field. Run, hey, run, run. Jacobs catch passes, so yeah. maybe we can get the Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs stack. And the great thing about that is their Monday night games. It's always nice to have a horse in the race on Monday night. I love it. It's one of my favorite things. Yeah. Sometimes I'll play, if it's close, I'll play the Monday night guy. Yeah, just because you want so that. You want that extra thing hope. to watch the game, yeah. Just give me something to, to pray for. Wide receivers. Uh, I mentioned this guy before, and this is digging deep, but Isaiah McKenzie, as long as he's out there on the field, I mentioned Crowder's out, Steelers bleed points to wide receivers. And their star defender, Minka Fitzpatrick, he's probably going to play, but he was dealing with injuries. If he's out, that would be an even bigger day for McKenzie, but I'll roll with him no matter what. Gotcha. I think we should specify again to those listening that when we name these, these again aren't, you should start Josh Allen and you should start Stefan Diggs. These are people that we're thinking, you know, some deeper digs, people that we think have a good shot of doing well. Cause I don't want people to think that like when I say I Christian Kirk is my go-to guy, he's my can't miss this week. I really don't feel that, but I feel in a league like a once and done other leagues where you're debating. I think Kirk going along with uh, Lawrence should have a nice day against the Texans at home. Yeah. None of my guys are going to be anything more than a flex. But they're, I want to put it out there, if maybe you're not thinking of someone like a Christian Kirk right. in your flex. Maybe right. you're not thinking of someone like a Travis Etienne in your flex. But there's reason to believe that they uh, they could do something for you. Tight end for me, Logan Thomas against the Titans. Ooh, He's been I getting targets. I almost went with him. Yeah, I like that. up a He's lot getting... of points to the tight end. They do. Over 20 per game to the position. And uh, he's been getting targets every week. He hasn't put it together yet, but he always does. He's a good ball player. So uh, go roll with him if you're streaming. Yeah, the Titans are the second worst against the tight end. I picked uh, I picked your boy Goddard because the Cardinals are the third worst against the tight end. And he had a good week last. Didn't he have like five for like 76 yards, 75 yards, something like that? This could be the week that finally he gets to get, get in the end zone and put up some good numbers. Yep, and defense for me, uh, I can't believe I'm saying this, but... Skipping kickers again. Uh, well, we'll, well, we can do your kicker last if you want, Kevin. Uh, Dallas at the Rams. It feels weird to say, but the Rams cannot block anyone. Uh, Stafford's terrible, and the Cowboys can get after the quarterback. So it, it's if you're streaming defenses, it's worth a shot. Trayvon Diggs can get a pick six here. This has got pick six written all over it for you, Mr. Diggs. It's funny you picked them because that's exactly who I picked All for right. the same reason. Uh, yeah, the Rams just gave up seven sacks. Uh, man, and Dallas, I saw last night, is what number one in the league, I think, in uh, pressuring, 38% pressure rate right now, something like that. Hey, you uh, can have rolled with your Jaguars too, though. They're the second highest scoring defense in fantasy, I believe, behind the Eagles. And they got, the, what, the Texans? The thing, the only thing I don't like about the highest scoring at this point is because sometimes uh, at this early in the season, a random pick six got thrown in and things like that. I look for teams that are steadier, I guess. But no, I'm with you. They're they're a good team. But yeah, I went with the Cowboys. Just they're already the number one in the league at pressure percentage, and you're playing a team that just gave up seven sacks, and is basically doing it every week. So even though um, off air you were cursing kickers and talking about how much you hate them and They're how just silly wins. they are, go ahead. Give us your kicker of the week. I picked Greg Joseph at home against uh, the Bears. Didn't he just have six field goals or he something? Had a, he had a big game. I think he'll have another one at home against an awful, awful team. And Minnesota, granted, they're not throwing a lot of points, but they are getting a lot of yardage. They just they're moving the ball. They just aren't scoring. So that leads to a lot of field goals. All right, sounds great. I'll go since since we've talked about the Jaguars every position. I'll go Jags kicker. Okay, Jags you know kicker. I have no idea who kicks for them yeah. now. Me neither. Jags kicker. Write it down. <laughs> Put him in. Who your, is it? Get him in your lineup. Who is it? I don't know. Now you got me all discombobulated. We got to figure this out, buddy. It, I know at one point it was Josh Lambeau, but that could have been ten years now that, ago. No, he's the one that your boy uh, beat up. Oh, he, oh, Urban Meyer. Yeah, Urban Meyer's a kicker kicker. <laughs> oh. 
Jacksonville, Riley Patterson. That's the name. That's that sounds exactly more like a movie star or something than a football player. Right, right. So go with her. She'll be great for you. Let's see, that's there you gotta be all with your sexist ways. Anything else, Kevin? Uh no, I think I'm pretty good. Excellent. Who Thank you Eagles all for listening. Play this week? The Cardinals. Where at? In Arizona, I believe. It's gonna be I interesting. Think you're right. Yeah, it is. It's gonna be interesting. It will be. All right. Thank you all for listening. As always, our tunes are by Flatline. Check us out on Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter at G-Y-B-R underscore podcast. Again, that's at G-Y-B-R underscore podcast. See ya. Later.